Hello, Patchies, and thank you so much for tuning in to the seventh episode of Season 3 of the Keeping It Arcadia podcast, brought to you by the students in Arcadia High School's Digital Communications Internship, or DCI for short. My name is Jeffrey Lee. I'm the host for today. Fun fact, this episode is actually our 50th podcast episode. For our 50th episode, we have a very, very special episode for you today. As some of you may know, we recently had a movie being filmed in our very own Arcadia High School, a movie called Moxie, which focuses on women empowerment against sexual harassment. The director of the movie is Miss Amy Poehler, an actress, comedian, writer, producer, and director, well known for starring in the beloved series Parks and Rec and being one of the cast of Saturday Night Live. A few students in different media groups like APN, Pow Wow, and DCI, along with some students from the women's lit classes, were fortunate to be able to meet her and actually interview her. So here's our interview with Amy Poehler. First question, uh, your experience here at Arcadia High School, why you guys are here and all that? Well, we are here at Arcadia High School to shoot a film called Moxie for Netflix, and it is a show that takes place... Um, in a high school, and we could not have found a better high school to shoot in. It is a beautiful facility. It has the biggest football field I've ever seen. <laughs> and, um, and they've been nothing but warm and welcoming to us, so we're so happy to be here. So a lot of people know you as Leslie Note from Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is the transition from being an actor to becoming a director like? Well, I was lucky enough to direct a little bit when I was on Parks and Rec and other stuff, but it's very exciting to wear your own clothes. <laughs> That's the best part of directing. And was there a specific person, event, or idea that caused you to pursue a career in the film industry? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think it was just a slow and steady build. So I didn't grow up at w- knowing any actors or writers or thinking that could be a profession. So it was a very slow and steady build, which I would suggest to anybody who's interested, just keep performing it for the love of it, and, and hopefully you'll get paid for it someday. APN, any questions? APN, so, breaking news. <laughs> from your previous um, first movie directing, have you ever um, changed anything from your prior experience to this movie? Yes, well, this movie, I'm working with all young people, um, and we're doing... Um, this movie is less of a comedy. It's a little bit more of a leans towards a drama, and it's about some serious subject matter that's important in schools all over the country right now, which is how to address um, when there's, um, you know, violence and assault against young women, and how do we address that properly, and what does it feel like to be a young woman getting in touch with her own rage? We're calling it a coming of rage story. So. Um, we're dealing with a heavier subject matter than the last the last film that I directed, but I'm, so I'm, I'm more, hoping you like it. Sorry. So, so more yet. on that, um, what deeper message are you trying to ultimately convey to the audience through the, uh, the plot of Moxie? Well, great question. So Moxie is about, uh, it's based off of a book by the author Jennifer Mertu, and um, I would hold up her book, I think. Um, that's okay. Just, just picture, just picture the book is this. <laughs> Look at this. So this and book, on there. yes. So this book was brought to my attention, and it takes place in a small town, and it is about a young girl who um, realizes her small voice could make a difference. So it's really just following the story of one young woman deciding to make a small change in her life, which then inspires a lot of other young women to do the same. 
Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, you got it. Any last questions? Yes. Um, and how does that? Sorry. No, no Does that help you and like inspire you to direct this film? Like, it yes, it's this? really fun to get to work with young women and to work on projects like this, and to work with young people who are doing such good stuff. And so, yeah. And it's nice to be back in high school and then not have any tests or not have any homework. <laughs> Could you do one last promo? Have yes, of course. Nicole, you're watching APN. Right down the barrel. Right down the barrel. Okay. Hi, wait, and it's APN? APN, yeah. Okay, I want to get it right. <laughs> Hi, I'm Amy Poehler, and you're watching APN. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Uh, Thank you. I have a question for you. Yes, honey. Um, Thank you so much. project you deeply cared about and it's rejected. What advice would you give students that are facing this kind of situation? Oh, I would say just keep trying. Don't take it personally. Let rejection, you know... Rejection is God's protection, as they like to say. So something that doesn't happen to you might be not the right thing that's supposed to happen to you, but it will happen to you. Keep going. Okay. okay. We're talking about women's the role of women in society. Yeah. So how is it to be a woman directing a movie, knowing that this is mostly a men's environment? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, what would you say to people who want to pursue this career? Well, I would say do it even if you don't think you're ready. So give it a try, even if you feel like you're not 100% ready, because men do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We were also fortunate enough to talk with Chris Baugh the location manager of the movie, who has experience working with the likes of Johnny Depp and gave us a really in-depth talk about what his job entails and why Arcadia High School was chosen at to be filmed. So here's our interview with Chris Baugh. Okay, so I was just talking about the, the grip, grip equipment. And that's basically um, mounting, mounting, mounting lights and mounting um, camera equipment, which would include cranes or dollies, that sort of thing. So. Um, it's kind of a heavy, um, difficult to move equipment, and there's a truck full of it there. Beyond that, it's electrical, so that's the cable. We bring in all of our own power, um, and it's heavy-duty three-phase power, so that's also, again, kind of a difficult manual labor type job to run. You, you'll see there's uh, large generators. I think they're about 700 amps. Um, normally a house runs off of about 100 amps, so it's, it's, it's a lot of power, <clears throat> and we run those cables into our set. You can see it all around, this big pile of it. Um, that's another aspect. Um, there's a camera truck. We usually keep that close. And that keeps all of the lenses. Everything's shot digitally now, so um, it's, you know, it's hard drives and things like that. Um, there's a lot of different cameras you would use for different situations, different types of shots. And um, then, I don't know what these are, but I would guess it's like a prop truck. Um, props are Props are anything that you touch, and set dressing is um, something that you wouldn't touch. So if it was a table that just sat next to me, um, that's set dressing. But if I pick up a table and throw it at somebody, that's a prop. So there's different things like that. Um, a lot of times there's, you know, props could be anything from like a gun or a pen or, um, you know, all those little things the kids were waving. Those are all props. So there's a truck full of it there. And, and these people, they get, you know, we started working I got hired in uh, July, um, so I've been working on this for almost six months. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of preparation. These people, we get these lists. I start with the script and I read it. I mean, for me, as a location manager, but each department does this: the props, the electricians, art department, huge. Um, and they read the script and they, the first thing they want to know is, uh, 
your ideas creatively and a budget. So I usually have those two conversations is um, what's going to cost and what, what can we offer creatively. And often those are a conflict, like the good stuff costs more money. <laughs> um, so you try to find a balance and you, you also, I mean, like, so I, when I start, I deal with the producer and the director and um, the director represents the creative side and the producer is the financial side. So it's, that's a constant <clears throat> discussion. It's part of the job. It's part of, I think, any sort of commercialized artwork. You have to kind of balance that. So um, anyhow, we did that with, you know, for example, here in Arcadia. Um, it's a little further than people are used to traveling. Um, but they really wanted a, a look that we couldn't find closer into town. So sort of gave them a list of priorities, and they, they, they opted to do it. Um, but we looked at probably, you know, 40 or 50 schools. Um, it was pretty thorough. We looked at, you know, um, Long Beach School District, Arcadia School District, Los Angeles, El Segundo. Um, Did you pick Cathedral? Uh, Los Angeles, downtown? Oh, uh, no, we didn't. We didn't. There's no, there's a lot of stuff there. It's like a newer, is that a newer school? It's, it's an older school, but it's newer looking now. But yeah. They shoot a lot of stuff. So we're trying to go with like a classic all-American type of school. Um, so what are some of the factors that when you make a final decision, I know you touched on it a little bit earlier, but what are the multiple factors that when you're going from 50 schools and you select one? Um, well, I mean, there's there's a couple things. There's creative, so it just has the look. That's like being an actor or like, a, you know, where they just, they just need a, they have a certain idea in their head, and that's coming from the production designer. Um, but there's also the practicality of it, um, like the story of the script. So... For example, in this story, there's a there's a lot of interaction with a, a snack bar. So, if there was a school that didn't have a snack bar, they were automatically cut out of that list. And there were some discussions like, well, if we find a perfect place, could we build the snack bar? But then that costs a certain amount of money, so then we would budget that. And they would say, well, then they're constantly balancing those kind of factors. Um, sometimes, you know, you read a, a script, and, and there's like a, a special relationship between like the house, the living room, the kitchen, and there's a special action. Like, say it's whatever, a horror movie and somebody's getting chased and they're like running downstairs and they're going into a basement. And sometimes it'll relate, you know, maybe they jump off the roof of the house next door. So then suddenly you have to have a location that has a house next door with a certain type of roof. So there's a lot of like specialty things and you don't really know where you're gonna find that. So I'll, I'll talk a little bit about location scouting. Um, so you, you, you um, there's a couple ways to do it. There's um, location services where you can look up and you know, people list their houses for filming. You could all do that. Call it the location service list your house. Um, and, and other times you just go and you knock on doors. You know, you just drive around and knock on doors and you don't know what's inside and you have to explain to them you know, um, what you're doing. They've never maybe had that question before. What to think about it. So there's that kind of thing. And, and then sometimes if you're doing a movie that's like a period piece, it's that in the 1960s, you can't, you have to think about the, when that house was built, the architecture, um, if it's been renovated, then it maybe takes it out of the running. Um, so then it starts getting really specialized. Um, so I'll give you an example. I worked on the movie Argo, um, Ben Affleck. And we, um, we needed, that was all shot in Los Angeles. And uh, we, we needed a house that was supposed to be in Iran, in Tehran. Mm. So um, what I did for that was um, in the 1970s, there was a lot big influx of Iranians into Los Angeles, and they came in with money and they built their houses. So I actually tracked down like a number of those architects that were building those houses that came from 
Iran. And so they were building houses using materials uh, similar, like stone, and like so they were, turned out to be a pretty good match. So I, I find these places and then I set them up. And the job itself is pretty fun and, and, and interesting, but it gets difficult when there's changes. So if there's weather, we had a big freak out here that we want to film on this field and it was supposed to rain the next two days when we wanted to film. So then we were trying to move a location. There was an interior location scheduled for next week where we're doing like a big party scene with 100 people in the house in Tarzana. So we had to try to move that up and move these dates later. But there were things scheduled on the field here on those dates. And so it became really complicated really fast. So, um, so that's, that's kind of what I do. I, I, I went to film school. I studied um, film theory and French and sociology. And I did a year abroad in Paris. And so I kind of was going on the track to be like an academic. I was supposed to be a film professor. Um, so I studied a lot of film history. Um, for, and it's very interesting, you know, from the early days, kind of came from like these puppet shows in, in China. Um, and then they, they sort of adapted. Somebody kind of came up with the idea. They were trying to duplicate those puppet shows with the machine. And they kind of came up with using film and developing that. And then they used photography. And then actually, uh, that happened right around 1904. And once um, film picked up the, the, the shadow puppet shows, like, they were popular for 500 years and they stopped in 1904 when cinema started. Um, but there's no job path to get into film if you're interested in that. I mean, the, the educational environment is interesting and the degree is interesting, um, but there's no structure that they can teach you that flows directly into a job. I mean, a lot of other careers, there's internships and things like that that are sort of structured and set up. Um, but the film projects are, are like project to project. It's not one company. Right now I'm working for Netflix, but I've worked for Warner Brothers Universal. Um, and so you're, you're, you kind of get into a, I guess you could call it a freelance. When I work for a company, um, I'm working for the company and I have health care and I'm in a union. But it's still a show can last anywhere from a few months to a year. And then you're back out looking for another job, which can be pretty stressful. Um, and that's something if anybody's thinking about working in film, you have to really take that seriously. I mean, it's fine when you're young, but if you have a family and kids and you're going to buy a house, you know, you have to consider if you want to deal with that kind of stress pretty seriously. I, I've survived at it, and looking back, it's been fine. But when you're going through it, you don't know, you know, this film ends on Tuesday, and I don't have a show after that. While, while I was waiting for you guys, I got a call from Warner Brothers to do another movie. They're like, can you come in tomorrow? I'm like, sure. So, like... <laughs> It's just a flow. You have to be able to kind of adapt to that. So that's pretty tough. I mean, there are jobs. They, they do need people. And it's very, like, you live in an area where you could commute. And there's, there's jobs. And they would want bright people and creative people. And it's totally possible. Um, but it's also, you know, could upset your parents. Because <laughs> it's kind of a, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting culture. Um, and so as far as like the way I got into it, I wrote a bunch of letters. I couldn't, my school, I was kind of disappointed. Um, they just didn't have a program. They just said, good luck, um, to get a job. So I, I, um, I moved up to LA and I wrote letters to like 300 location managers. I, I got a list from the union and I got maybe like a, <clears throat> um, four people wrote me back and two of those people met me and one of them like, gave me a job. <laughs> so it was like down to my last thing. And I um, and normally there's a process where you start out as like a production assistant, but they needed a location manager. So I, I like I just walked into that job without any experience and like I have a pretty good hustle and I got in and I just 
I just did it. Um, and it's a big, you know, that went well and it led to another job and another job and another job. But like I couldn't have really planned that. And I would say if anybody's interested in, in working, um, there's um, some good opportunities at film festivals. So like Sundance, um, that happens in January, or Telluride, um, that's in uh, September, and the Cannes Film Festival, um, which is in May. So I've interned, I worked at all of those, and now I go back as a, like a mentor. And they all have programs um, where you can just put your toe in the water. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, guys. Nice to meet you. Thank you. In my opinion, this was one of those moments where you can't really believe that you're actually there. Ms. Polar was super nice, cheerful, and funny. And Mr. Ba was very informative, and his talk was enlightening. So a big thank you from Arcadia to them. We look forward to seeing the movie when it comes out. And that will conclude this episode. But before you go, please be sure to check out the Powwow article on this, as well as the Apache News episode. We've all worked very hard on our respective content, so please go check them out. The links will be in the description when they are posted. This has been Jeffrey with Arcadia High School's DCI. The podcast team hopes you've enjoyed our 7th episode of the year and 50th episode of all time. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe for more weekly content. Please visit the list of all our episodes on our AUSD DCI page. The link is dciausd.weebly.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. This is Keep It Arcadia signing off.